everybody, welcome to Tech Thoughts, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. This is episode 7. I'm Jade, the smart one. And I'm Art, the cute one. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. So at this point, we're actually uh, quite a bit ways, quite a bit of a ways into the privacy arc. Uh, more episodes, actually, than we thought we were going to have in the privacy arc. Originally, we had, I think, six episodes planned. Um, and now we're just sort of going and going and going. Um, at some point, we'll reach the end of this arc. Uh, not sure when, though. Welcome to Privacy Thoughts. That's the whole show. Um. <laughs> Welcome to You Should Care. You Should Care About Your Data. Um, <laughs> it's the whole title of the show. <laughs> it's our tagline. It's Privacy Thoughts. You Should Care. That being said, we're really excited to get into today's topic, but before, I have to plug our after show, which is live uh, now at 8pm ET, uh, not 7.30, um, on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, I, pro- I always process it like a couple of like seconds after you say it, so I'm sure that like if anyone doesn't hear it, my laugh sounds totally out of place, but it's just because it's just, for anyone who does not hear it, it's just it's, and now every every time I say E.T., Jade says go, go home. home. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm never going to get sick of that bit. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, we hope to see you there. Um, we love talking to people in the chat. Um, otherwise, we just sort of flirt with each other because we're usually half asleep when we do the after show. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, otherwise, you can find us on our website, which is in our Instagram description. But if you don't want to look in our Instagram description, what's the name of our website, Jake? Well, it is breadnet.xyz slash podcast. Bread, like the food. <laughs> Net, like the thing you catch bugs with in Animal Crossing, that game everyone abandoned. Um, and hey. XYZ, like the last three letters of the alphabet. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that you, I also abandoned it. It's fine. Slash. Slash podcast. You can spell it, I promise. It's on the cover <laughs> art of this of the, of the thing you're looking at. <laughs> um, so for today's topic, um... Listeners of this show who have been listening since episode zero will recall that the reason for the show starting is because Jade hates my echo. Mm-hmm. Except that my echo is really just like one step in what I would say is like sort of this like bigger smart home movement that is becoming increasingly popular across the country. Um, or at least that I perceive as becoming increasingly popular. Uh, judging by the number of times that I go on the smart home subreddit and just see entire uh, pictures of people who have just spent like their entire life savings on 8,000 Hue bulbs. Hey, hey, let's be fair. Hue bulbs are only about $50 a bulb. So, realistically, unless your house is made out of pure light bulb, I don't think you spent <laughs> your whole life savings. <laughs> or unless you had very, very few savings to begin with. But yeah, so smart homes. That's sort of our topic for the day. Smart homes and the privacy concerns that come attached to them and how to use them safely. And I'm going to start by giving Jade an opportunity to shit on my echo some more. Ah, I hate that thing. That's how I'm starting this. Uh, if you've listened to our episode on Google, we've already spoken about why I don't particularly trust like Google with, with a always on listening device in, in my home. Um, but Amazon's no saint either. We haven't really gone on a rant about Amazon before. 
Um, we haven't really gone on a rant about Amazon before, but if you somehow think that like Jeff Bezos is a good person, like I, I really, I, I, I really want to introduce to you the concept of the fact that capitalism is not good for you. <laughs> okay, we're going a little, we're, we're getting a little off topic here. We're not about to talk about the merits of socialism, but um, also not Jeff, to Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is what you said. I said Jeff. I heard. I heard. I heard. I am a hundred. I am a hundred percent sure I said Jeff. Excuse me. We are here, however, to talk about Amazon. Yes, company. Yes. Um, as something I'll quickly mention, if Amazon can't be trusted with their own like third-party sellers' data, oh yes, uh, fun little fact. Um, Amazon uses data uh for their third-party sellers on their marketplace. You know to figure out what products they should start making uh, and which how best to target them. And that's 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 explicitly against the TOS that they have with those those sellers. Um, so third-party companies who are making money with Amazon and are in some amount, like, not equals, but, like, kind of on the same footing, like, don't have any trust in security, why would you, the consumer, who can get your Echo for probably $10 or free, why do you think they would care about keeping your data safe? As we said in one of our earlier episodes, uh, when you are given a product for that cheap, it is often because you are the product. Um, and the reason Amazon sells Echoes for so cheap uh, and basically hands them out like candy is because they want as many people to have Echoes in their houses as possible so that they can collect as much data on you as possible. Um, which is, when you when you strip it down and you say it like that, kind of terrifying. Yes. And even if you don't think that it's always listening to you um, for, for literally everything, you are aware that, like, you're, I don't mean you in particular, but, like, Amazon Echoes and Google Homes and all that tech kind of activates when it hears something similar to a trigger word, and you know that. Like, um, in the case of, of me and Art, we've, uh, I have been, I've been in his room, we've, we've, we've spoken some random thing that was definitely not the word Alexa, and Alexa came and chimed in anyway without actually asking. Also, like, that's not how it works. Like, I know that so many people want to think that, like, oh, yeah, it's only listening for, like, the trigger word. But in order to hear the trigger word, it has to always be listening. Like, there is no real work around that. Um, and what a lot of people use as sort of a consolation then becomes the fact that, like, oh, but, like, you can tell it to delete your speech logs. Like, you can tell it to forget what you said um, uh, so that it technically isn't storing your data. But then you have to trust that amazon is actually doing what they say that they do um and not to mention you have to do it for every single thing it picks up so even if you trusted that would you if you really cared about not wanting a company to know everything about you um after i ask my fancy smart home assistant what the weather is i don't want to have to remember to say forget that do it or worse yet to be fair go on to be sure, you can delete your logs by the day, so you don't have to do it after every single thing. You can be, you can be like, forget everything I said today, but still having to remember to like, as you're going to bed, like, oh, good night, uh, Alexa, good night. Also, delete everything I told you. Yes, and you you still have to trust that uh, these companies are deleting the data, and we have no real way to vet that. Yeah. Well, then it's just like, do you trust the company? And it's like, should you trust Amazon? Absolutely not. Should you trust Google? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um. And even if you do trust the companies, the other problem is that these things can still be used maliciously. Amazon Echoes and Google Home Speakers both have a way to, like, add, like, not, they're not called apps, right? They're called, like, skills or something. Skills. I know, I don't know, I just, well, I don't have a Google Home Speaker, so I can't speak for Google Home, but I can speak for Echoes. Yeah, they're called skills on Amazon Echoes. Got it. Which is ba- basically just, like, there are these 
I kind of want to say apps. They're obviously like way lighter than apps, but like they're they're basically like things that you can download onto your Echo that are not necessarily made by Amazon, but they're made for third parties that like add additional functionality to your Echo. So like for an example, like for example, like my meditation app Headspace has like a built-in like Alexa skill that lets you launch the app from Alexa. That, that's an example. Those add additional functionality to your Alexa, but as you may have heard me just say, um, and if you caught on to that, they're not made by Amazon. They're made by people. And, and the inherent problem with having an ecosystem that lets you build more functionality into it, uh, of course, is abuse. So, for example, the Berlin-based security research labs uh, built eight uh, skills slash actions. That's what the Google Home version is called, actions, that were meant to uh, eavesdrop and steal passwords. But they were presented uh, as, like, horoscope apps. So it's kind of like, yeah, so you would ask your Alexa, hey, you know, tell me my horoscope or whatever. And it would do that, and then it would keep listening to you because you technically gave it permission to listen. That's terrifying. Yes, it is. And of course, this was done for research. Um, and they and like, they admitted it to Google and Amazon, and they pulled the apps as a result. But the fact that this kind of abuse can get through so easily uh, is a little concerning. Yeah, like the fact that they, they the fact that they had to tell Google and Amazon, like the fact that they had to fess up for Google and Amazon to remove the apps, like implies that Google and Amazon wouldn't have realized there was anything wrong with the apps and pulled them themselves. If you're going to make it possible for people to build a third-party functionality into something, then you need to at least be heavily vetting what people are building not just letting like any old thing go up right and and like that exists for smartphone like app stores like the google play store has its own little built-in almost virus protection kind of dealy um whereas if something's found malicious it immediately pulls it off of every device that's still connected to google play uh, which is really cool yeah um a lot of like like yeah i don't know it's 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 a cool feature google built in at some point um, and I know, and I know it's just incredibly hard to put things on like Apple's app store, uh, in the first place. So like, I guess the editing process that kind of works. Yeah. Um, they're a little overzealous, but like, it is at least like, I, I would genuinely personally, maybe I'm wrong in this, but I would genuinely personally rather things be harder to put up. Um, and the, and like the quality be higher as a result than the alternative. It is so easy to publish an Alexa skill. And I know this because I sort of like looked into the process at some point when I was considering maybe trying to figure out how to make one literally for myself, like for my own usage. Like it is so easy to publish an Alexa skill. Like any, any old person can do it basically. Which I, I think that's good. I, I like building functionality into things. Is it, the reason I love Android is because you can have applications not even on like their built-in app store, um, which is great. Cause like, I, I like, I like open source applications and I can avoid that problem. That's the other thing. Um, I think for the case of skills, it kind of makes sense if they were, like, made to be open source, just so you can see yeah. how they work. Um, but, but of course, that's an overly techie solution to it. Not everyone's going to go read the source code yeah, or something. Yeah, not everyone has the know-how to even understand the source code, even if they wanted to read it. Like, like, like not everyone can look at source code and be like, oh, that's a, that's a concerning thing that this thing can do. Um, Right, but I still think it'd be like a good start. Some someone will look at it, and someone will say, "Yeah." That it except does. that I think that also because like Echo, like like an Amazon Echo is such a relatively small platform in terms of like the number of people like publishing skills and the number of people who like really make like use of the skills. Like it, it could take a while. Is all I'm saying. Like it, it like 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 stuff could still slip through the cracks, and that on its own is concerning. Which is why. 
it's just like in 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 lieu of being able to control like what publishers are doing you can at least control and be mindful about like your own usage i still i still i'm I'm torn between disagreeing with you right now and moving on topics because like i i have i have an i have a perfectly good example that says of course you can make them open source and it's fine no 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 no, no. i fully i i'm not saying they should not be open source i'm saying purely them being open source is not a solution that's what i'm saying no, no, like, fair, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I'm, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't want them to be open source. I'm saying, yes, they should be open source, but also Amazon should vet them harder, frankly. But putting smart home speakers to the side. Hey, Art, you have a smart TV, don't you? Yeah. All right. Smart TVs. I don't like them very much. You know who else doesn't like smart TVs? The FBI. <laughs> it turns out, even the Oregon, like, division of the FBI... Uh, admitted that your smart TV is probably listening to you, always, if you have a microphone built into yours. Which I think actually, the funny thing about this one specifically is I'm pretty sure that's old news. Like, people knew that smart TVs were just listening to them in perpetuity, and then, like, we got Echoes and other other smart home de- devices, and nobody made the connection of, like, oh, those are also always listening to you in perpetuity. Like, no, no one ever connected those two things, which I think is interesting. Um, but also, in case you didn't know that your smart TV is definitely listening to you, yeah, your smart TV is definitely listening to you. And also, if the FBI is concerned about your privacy, that's how you know you're fucked. Right. Uh, like, one of the problems, I think, with smart TVs is just that they're, they're such a weird ecosystem that they're not, they're not built up the same way like Windows, Mac OS, Linux, any of that. Well, okay, okay, technically speaking, uh, smart TVs you probably run on some version of Linux, but... Um, because they're just so much like looked at so much less, they don't have the same kind of protection against intrusion, um, and they're on the internet, which means they're on your network, which means uh, a, a good old fashioned hackers, as you may may have heard of that lovely movie back in the day, um, may may indeed come in and hack your smart TV. What for? Well, according to the FBI, they can change channels on you, play with the volume, show your kids inappropriate videos, whatever. But more concerningly is that they can probably turn on your TV's camera if it has one, or microphone, and just cyber and just cyber stalk you quietly. Um, and that's never fun. Yeah, that's not. And especially because I don't think I don't think I don't think like people, because like you said, like like smart TVs are looked at so much less. Like I'm sure people are concerned about like hackers and viruses on like their computers and stuff like that. But like, what about? I don't like. I don't think TVs are something that people would ever think could Get do hacked, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the fact that they can is really worth being aware of. Yeah, a, a fair thing to always have in mind is that if something is connected to the internet, um, you should probably find a way to secure it because odds are, eventually, someone's gonna find a way in. Kind of like with your house. Lock your doors, people. And speaking of other things that can be hacked, actually, uh, remember earlier when I made that joke about Hugh smart bulbs? Mm. <laughs> I did. I didn't want to remember that. So, Philips Hue. You all know it. Fancy lights. RGB lights. Are you a gamer? Guess what? You can game in your bedroom with purple lighting. I was about to switch the lighting in my room, and then I remembered that this podcast does not have a visual component. It's the one thing I sort of always seem to forget, despite the fact that it is a podcast uh, and those tend to not have visual components oh to be fair if we had a visual review we wouldn't get much done 
Um, uh, to be fair, if we had a visual of us, as I said, we'd be uh, discount Linus Tech Tips. <laughs> what do you? We don't even. We don't. No, no, no. We don't have a single Linus Tech Tips look to us. I, I am a fucking. I wonder what do I look? What do I look like? I don't even fucking know. A narc half the time, and the other half of the time, a nerd. <laughs> I'm I'm fifty percent. I'm fifty percent. Sorry, are you implying Linus Sebastian does not look like a nerd? Are you implying that about him? No, Linus Sebastian looks like a specific kind of nerd. I'm hot. It's different. I still think I still think bearded Linus is a huge upgrade. He looks great. He looks fantastic with that beard. Mr. Tech Tips, if you're watching this, we would like you on our show. I'm sorry for the impromptu roast of you, but also you should keep the beard. So yes. Um, Philips Hue bulb, like I was just mentioning, anything that's connected to the internet um, is a is at risk for attack in some way. And your uh, your fancy Philips Hue smart bulbs count um, because they have a hub that's connected to the internet, or at least your network. So back in 2017, it was a bit of a proof of concept that a bunch of academic researchers showed that you can take over one of the smart bulbs, and because the smart bulbs are all communicating with each other through a little low-power wireless protocol, it's called Zigbee, a lot of things use it actually. But for right now, that's just what, just remember, that's how the hue bulbs communicate with each other. Basically, you hack one of the light bulbs, um, and it propagates that change to all of the light bulbs. And of course, there, there is a bit of user intervention here, like, because they, they kind of adjust the bulb to look like it's on the fritz, and that you need to, like, re-add it to your hub or whatever. Once you do that, you're giving it permission to, like, communicate with the other bulbs again, mm-hmm. um, which then infects the bulbs, uh, which then infects your hub. And then the hub is a little computer. It is. It is. That little that little hub is a little tiny Linux machine. It doesn't do much of anything, but it is. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and from there, um, it's on your home network. So it can be a perfectly good attack vector for the entire network that you probably haven't secured because no one secures their home network internally because you have a firewall and usually things don't get in. That's... Again, that's terrifying. Yep. Um, to be fair... Uh, these researchers did tell Phillips before they released the, this information, and to everyone's knowledge, it was not used in the wild. But the it fact that this be. can happen, yes, yeah. the fact that this can happen isn't great. Um, and and I, this is simply, oh. As I was going to say, I no, and I'm, I'm sure this is the point where we start sounding a little bit like paranoid whack jobs who are talking about like could be's, but it's just like, if. There is literally any possibility of this happening. Like, if the, if the possibility of this happening is at all a non-zero chance, and what you would have to do in order to avoid said non-zero chance is relatively easy, why not just go ahead and do it, right? Uh, and we'll get to that. We'll get to what you can do to, like, like, like be smarter about this uh, in a bit, but... um. We had one more thing to mention, and it's 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 a bit of a strange thing, more of a more of a gotcha. Yeah, more of a more of a more of a cherry on this sort of terrible pie that we've been creating. Cherries, mm. um, right? So one of the concerns that you you may have thought of while working with your smart home devices, um, they all work through an app or through the internet or through a connection to like whatever company made them. You know this through Amazon Echoes, you know this through Google Homes, you know this from your smart TVs. Um, They all connect to some other service. The problem with that is what happens if that service goes down? Yeah, you don't... I think, like, one of the sort of horrible things about the modern world, um, and maybe we'll revisit this in another episode, actually, um, because I I just thought about it, it might be a good episode topic, but I think one of the horrible things in this modern world is how you don't own anything. Um, 
And the thing about smart home software is that despite the fact that there is the physical component of like, yeah, you paid $20 for the Echo and it's a physical thing that you own in your house, you don't own the software part of it. In fact, you're not, you're not even allowed to repair them. Oh, jeez, really? Yikes. And, I mean, you're, you're not supposed to open them. Like, that's the thing. That's, you, 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 you void your warranty. This isn't yeah, 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 fair enough. But then you hit the point where, like, if you don't own the software part of it, then you're literally just at the mercy of the company. And if the company goes under, or worse, if they just decide, like, eh, we don't want to support this anymore, you're kind of screwed. And I'm not, and this actually isn't a theoretical, this happened. Right. So, uh, Sonos, earlier this year, the uh, Sonos, the, the smart speaker, like, multi-room setup company, the, you, pr- you might know them if you've ever gone to a rich person's house and they had the same music playing in literally every room. They might have a Sonos system. Earlier this year, uh, Sonos decided that they were going to drop support for their earlier, like, smart speakers and such. And to be fair, they are quite old at this point. Their reasoning was that they did not have enough memory and storage for the new operating system they're moving all their devices to internally. A thing that you would not see on the outside, but it's how they work. Because uh, because new Sonos products are marketed with being able to use Amazon Alexa and things like that, um, and the older devices simply do not have the memory capacity for that, um, they were initially trying to drop support for those things. They kind of turned their heads a bit because people were, were creating a fuss and decided that they would split older Sonos devices into their own older app that they can all connect to and newer ones into the new app that everything else would use. So like, that's kind of okay because if you want the new hardware, then you will upgrade to it, but you don't have to, right? Sort of. The issue is that for Sonos in particular, it's marketed as a thing that you can sync all your audio between your whole home. The issue with that is that because your older devices are on a different app, you can't group them with the newer ones, which means if you had a a house with all the new devices mix, you couldn't get like the thing they were originally marketing to work anymore because they won't talk to each other. And I think it's a really dumb excuse because at the end of the day, Alexa functionality isn't like necessary for it to be a speaker. Yeah, like it, it's, 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 it's a speaker. All it has to do is play audio. Yeah, and it's proven that it can do that function. They're, they're only doing this to be pedantic at this point. They're only doing this to be rude. Yeah, or to, you know, incentivize you into, like, annoy you and incentivize you into buying the new equipment, which is absurd because if you have seen the price of Sonos devices, yeah, they are. It's it's absolutely ridiculous to pay that much money for something and then to, it is is absolutely ridiculous to pay that much money for something that is not going to last you your entire life. I I do agree. It does just feel like a... Like a bit of a stopgap measure to make people feel like they're doing something, but then when you realize it's complicated to get the things to work together, that you'll just buy new things. It's annoying. Yeah. And then it's just like, if they hadn't really reversed their decision, then basically what they're doing is leaving you with like a very, very expensive, fancy paperweight. So all these things are horrible. Very clear. So I guess we're finally up to the point of what the hell can you do? Yeah. So some of this is really just like mindfulness really is the best way I can explain it. Like, ask yourself, first first and foremost, like, ask yourself, like, do you really need a smart home? Like, do you? Do you really need one? Um, Because, like, I get, one, I get that it is cool. But two, it's also a very expensive hobby. And if you could just avoid getting into it altogether, you're saving yourself some money, to be perfectly honest. Um, And also, it's, it's just, like, I think we've talked several times on this podcast about, like, the idea of, like, convenience versus, um, 
privacy and then also just like I'm gonna add like an extra dash in there of like convenience slash rule of cool um where it's like or it's like yeah it's cool yeah it's neat but like do you need it um is yeah, it, it yeah it's neat it what yeah it's hip sorry yeah yeah it's neat but like yeah it's hip but like do you are, are is the privacy the is the privacy concern on the other side worth it genuinely like is it um and that's 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 a question that frankly like only like only you can answer for yourself um i'm hoping that if you've listened to every episode of this podcast you understand that the answer to the is the is the privacy concern worth it is absolutely no but i can't make that decision for all of our listeners obviously um and then it's just like if you're going to have smart devices in your home then do your research on like what they are and what you are bringing into your home because there are a lot of smart devices out there and some of them have more concerning protocols than others and especially with like as we were talking earlier with like the alexa skills like be 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 mindful of what software you are installing onto your devices like just be 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 mindful be yeah like 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 pretend to care pretend to care even if you don't like pretend pretend that you do because like you don't want to accidentally download a horoscope app and then realize that it's been stealing your passwords. Like you don't, it's not something anyone wants to have to deal with. Um, it's not, it's absolutely not worth it. And alternatively for a more like literally like step-by-step thing you can do, Jade. Hello. So we're going to quickly go over the multiple things you can do to uh, at least mitigate some of these concerns. Um, if you're worried about, um, any of your smart home devices being a vector for like attacking your home network, um, an easy solution is to buy a cheap router. Um, doesn't really matter what it is, just that your, your devices can connect to it um, and connect all of your smart home devices to that router. If you are a little more technically inclined or your router supports virtual networks, uh, you can also just create another like virtual wireless network for all these things to connect to. By creating that separation, even if one of your smart devices gets compromised there's nothing they can really gleam from the rest of your computers because they won't be able to talk to the rest of your computers you're basically isolating them yes yeah okay if you simply cannot live in a world without your smart assistant uh, allow me to introduce you to mycroft not sponsored in the slightest but i think it's really cool they're this little company that kind of got born out of kickstarter and it's still running that builds open source privacy focused smart assistants um similar functionality to your echoes and your homes your homes, your, your Google homes, not your whole house. Um, it, ca- it cannot infect microwave things for you. Unless you have a smart microwave, maybe it can. Um, Microsoft has things like skills and actions that you can add to it, um, also community-based, but those are in fact open source. And because of the way that the community is, if any of them were malicious, people would jump on that pretty quickly. If you don't wish to buy an actual Microsoft unit, and you own a Raspberry Pi or want to buy one, they also have their own little lovely thing you can set up yourself called Pycroft, which is just all of their software on whatever you want to put it on. It's fairly easy. There are tutorials online. When it comes to smart TVs, my recommendation is usually avoid them or disconnect them from the internet. I would avoid buying ones with voice control. I would. I would simply avoid, I would simply avoid the ones with microphones and cameras. That's all. You, you, I don't know what you would need a TV with a camera for, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and that's the end of our time today. So yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this deep dive. Um, 
like, to be perfectly honest, just, I, I'm a person who's super into smart home tech. Um, I actually can't be as into it as I want to be because of the fact that I live in a very, 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 um, crappy apartment. Um, so I can't, I, like, I can't do, like, ring or, like. I wouldn't. I can't. I wouldn't I can't, do ring what? at all, actually, go on. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, but yeah, like, like I, I couldn't, I, I can't even do like the ring security cameras or the, uh, or the, or, or the Nest thermostats or like what a lot of, a lot of people who do, who are super into smart home tech, um, like using. Um, I do love my, my Philips Hue bulbs though. But again, it's just, it pays to, it pays to really think about these things. Um, and that's the end of our time today. Um, if you want to tune in for our after show, you can find us at TechBots Podcast on Instagram at 8 p.m. Remember, we're starting half an hour later now, uh, ET, uh, every Friday. Um, <laughs> um, or you can go to our website, which is in our Instagram description. Uh, it's also in the Apple Podcast little thingy there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yes, if you're if you're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Um, it will be listed somewhere on the application, or if you're somehow using it on their website, there's a button that says episode website. So yeah, um, and we'll see you guys next week for our next episode, which is the cloud, right? We're finally going to talk about the cloud. We're going to talk about the cloud, maybe, hopefully. Possibly. The cloud cloud. Uh, see you all then. <laughs> bye! All hail. Bye. <laughs>